Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, April 6th in the year 2023. Remember, today after this show at 2 p.m. Pacific, which will be 5 p.m. Eastern, I will be on Brighton TV, my weekly candio over there for one hour. So there you go. And Patriots, one of the things we have to be very concerned about right now is our wealth, savings, anything you have in a bank, your 401ks, your IRAs. And I'll tell you what, the professionals at Birch Gold Group can help you. Patriots, inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in precious metals, gold and silver, and the best part, it's tax sheltered. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Patriots, there's no time to waste. We're in a critical moment in our economy. Things are changing and they are changing fast. Again, text BARDS to 989898 today. And they are changing quickly. The dollar is continuing to slide as the distraction of President Trump being arrested in his trial continues, that clown show. And if you followed his tweet yesterday when she was calling out how the dollar was falling and it's going to be the most devastating thing in U.S. history, it's pretty evident that this was all engineered as one big show. So when I say that, don't get wrapped up in the Manhattan gone sense and the New York trial. This was all done intentionally to destroy the dollar. And we know that there's a good and a bad to that. The dollar is a Federal Reserve note as we know it. It has controlled and enslaved nations around the world. And this fight we're in has nothing to do specifically with the United States. So we're going to have to suck it up a little bit and realize that the lives that we've lived have been at the expense of others. But at the same time, we're going to have to stay pretty close on point to making sure that the justice that needs to be delivered is delivered in this nation. I'm going to play a piece here. I know it's going to offend somebody. And here's the thing. It's Dan Pena. And I, what he says here may offend you, but he is on point. Parents, just be aware. This is a little rough for kids. No swear language is just rough. But here's the point, Patriots. Truth sucks sometimes. Here it is. Do you realize the rest of the world laughs at us? Do you realize the Russians think we're all faggots? Do you realize most of the Eastern Bloc countries think we're faggots? Because we are! We're an embarrassment to humanity! And this is really where we're having to stand right now, is a place to realize that our government has run our country into the pit, has completely 
has completely fallen. And in all of this time, they have used our taxpayer dollars to literally leverage the world. So we're going to have to absolutely get ourselves under control and realize that we are going to be held accountable both in this life and after, both in the perspective of the world and in the perspective of ourselves with God of how we've held this government accountable for the things that they've done. We cannot continue to let evil reign. Patriots, I know I say this many times, but it's always a reminder. Declaration of Independence is God's law. It's based on moral law. And very simply put, we are not to to negotiate with evil. In fact, when we have a country that's taken over by evil, it is our expectation to throw off such despotism. And those are easy words to say. They are hard words to do. But it begins in our local communities. It begins with local action. And it begins by holding every county official, every school board member, every city official, whether any of these people, whether they're hired or they're voted in, accountable for the actions that they do. And that begins by confronting them, making it public, and continue to keep the pressure on them. As we go forward here and more and more people wake up, these people have no place to hide. And we are seeing a great awakening right now occur all over the place. It's not a, you can't avoid it anymore. It's coming like a landslide. Now, with all these distractions, there should be no surprise from anybody that we once again have another transgender issue in the public eye. Today, the Supreme Court on Thursday rejected the West Virginia emergency request to ban a 12-year-old transgender individual from competition in middle school girls' track team. So now we have the Supreme Court taking a position in pro-transgender. This is, and I told you a story yesterday about how my own county is doing the same thing. Here's a simple solution. Again, I guarantee this is going to offend somebody, and I really don't care. This is just the truth. Transgenders generally live to about age 35 because of the drugs that they take, and they can't reproduce. So the simple fact is this problem is self-exterminating in about 20 years, meaning transgenders that are out there will all be dead, and their problem will evaporate. If they've taken the vax, they've increased their potential for They've reduced their life expectancy. They would reduce their life expectancy by about 25 years. Basically, they have about 10 years to live if they're taking the vax. And that's the latest study, by the way. So I, I am, the reason I say this, as harsh as it may sound, do not get wrapped up in the emotions that they're trying to get you in to deflect you from the principal issues. One is to make sure that we continue to walk in that foundation on God, and two, Pay attention to what's going on in the economy. That's where the real issue is, and they're doing everything they can to distract you. The dollar is sliding. It has it has taken off the gold standard, and it is not the gold standard. The oil base as the reserve currency, and it's only a matter of months before this thing terminates. So don't get distracted, patriots. It's eleven minutes after the hour. Let's pray, Father God. We are in a amazing time and a critical time at the same point. And so we thank you for this assembly that we have each and every day. And this is a point in time when there's going to be a lot of harsh truths stated and a lot of difficult truths that we have to swallow. It's important, Father, that we take a moment and we pray that 
in this beginning of this prayer today that people will take the moment to reflect on how others see us. We tend to bury ourselves into our own perspectives. We like to look at things and say they aren't so bad, or we look across the way and say, well, we can accept that, but we can't accept this. But once in a while, it's very important that we take a step back and ask ourselves, how does the world see us? And too often we forget, Father, that this land is still seen by so many as a place that was hope, a place that represented that light of the city on the hill. And as imperfect as it has been, the United States has continued to be that beacon of hope for so many around the world. Sadly, as we unwind this insanity, we're beginning to understand that that hope was the illusion and the truth was that we were little more than a despotic tyranny to so many through the use of our leveraged power in the economy and our military that would crush them or worse, poison them. Father, we begin with prayers for our nation today. Prayers for our nation, prayers for the men and women in service, prayers for those who have served in past wars, for the things that we did with what we thought was pure and true, only to discover that they were part of manipulation, deceitfulness, and lies in order to exploit and destroy others' lives. Forgive us for what we have done. As a nation now, we have a burden to carry, but it also can't be a burden that crushes us. We're in a window, an opportunity, where we can make a choice. And so, Father, we also pray for the idolatry of President Trump to be broken. And if that means that he has to suffer legal consequences, then let, so, let it be so. But this is your will, Father, but we're praying into this to ask you that the idolatry of President Trump, the hopes that all rest on his shoulders, that somehow he will save us, that this gets destroyed. In that process, we pray in the one way that we know that this could happen and transform everything in a positive way, that he can be compelled to publicly acknowledge and accept Jesus as his Savior, to acknowledge his repentance for the things done, to apologize to the nation for some of the errors or at least perceived errors around COVID and other things, taking credit for the vax for one. And in so doing, release the country from a division and confusion around one of the darkest moments in our history. Father, we pray for humility for President Trump. And in so doing, to ignite and unite all Christians across the world. We are not looking for a savior. We are not looking for a false messiah. We are looking for somebody who can step into the position of leadership in this country and be a leader under the banner of Christ. And that means not trying to grovel to every person, trying to unite those things that are sinful and wrong, gay lifestyles, lesbian lifestyles, LGBTQ human modification and scarring. We need these things stopped. And right now our country is one that is living in deep sin. We are a country that continues 
to waller in that pit, driven by people that are weak, people that are concerned about stepping out and being recognized as an individual, people that are concerned about being identified as against the norm, and people who seek to be part of a herd of blind sheep that are being led off the edge. So, Father, we pray for the opportunity to engage them. We pray for the opportunity to enlighten them. We pray for the opportunity to guide them and point them in the direction of you and through our Savior, Christ Jesus. We are in a critical hour, Father, as you well know, an hour that as a nation we need to make a choice, a choice of whom we shall serve. Father, we choose you. On this day and each and every day and each and every step and breath, we choose you. And while we honor the amazing gift of being given free will, and while we also recognize that there are some that will not choose you, for those that are lost in the matrix, living into the understanding of lies, influenced by propaganda, distortion, controlled by fear and anxiety, riddled by hatred and anger and racial division, all engineered by the hands of men. We pray that they will be freed. We pray that they will see the light in you, not just the light, but the light of the pure light of you, Father. For the youth that are being brainwashed to hate our country, to hate who they are, to be compelled to mutilate themselves we pray for them, Father. We pray for them that are being put through the torments of drugs and rape and abuse and this latest, a societal acceptance of mutilation that will never be ret re returned or, re or fixed all through the transgender surgeries, gender-affirming nonsense that is all being done intentionally to destroy the future of this nation. We pray for the righteous fires to finally awake within people's hearts, for them to realize that what's at stake right now is a future that we may never recover. And we may never recover it unless we start to put our foot down and stand boldly to protect the children. We pray for a hedge of protection around these children, that under whatever circumstances they're in, we pray that they will find their way. And Father, for the parents that are so distorted, thinking that this is a right thing to do. For those that are legitimately confused, for those that legitimately have not sought the truth, for those that legitimately are being misguided by doctors because they trust those they shouldn't trust, forgive them for they know not what they have done. But for those that are obsessed with the idea that their child should be able to choose, and that there's no such thing as sex when you're born, and it is a cultural issue. And they pride themselves and use their children as examples for others to follow because it's a social thing to do. Today we pray for judgment on them, harsh judgment. The time has come, Father, that we must wield the power of the sword. And you have given us the authority to step on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of evil in this world. 
And so with a heavy heart, we begin to lift the sword of the Spirit and ask for judgment on these families that are willfully embracing the distortion of what is fundamentally right and wrong. So, Father, we ask in these times a greater clarity in our steps, more power and more wisdom as we walk to guide us in a difficult time to make sure that we become that which you seek, those with a loving and forgiving heart that turn to you for judge justice, but equally can rise to be the great leaders of this world. Guide us in this time, Father, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There comes a time that we're going to have to make difficult decisions. I'm going to tell you a story today. I had a lot of other things planned, but this seems more appropriate. When I was visiting Glad Tidings Church in my last trip, there was I was invited over to the school where a friend of mine, John, is the principal. Great guy, great man. And he told me a story about a young boy that had been brought in by a couple of parents who were new agers and were, when John arrived, when John saw this young boy that came to the school, when they accepted him in, he was wearing a bra with fakies in it. He was wearing uh, fishnet stockings, and his parents were encouraging him to transfer his gender to a girl. He was in the middle of doing a gender change. And so this is a Christian school, K through 12, and there were some of the teachers came to him and said, this is not what we need here. And John t- said to them, this is exactly why we are here, to save this young man. So John pulled him aside. The last day of school was on Thursday each week. or I'm sorry, it's on Friday. So he pulled him aside on Friday. They go f- Tuesday through Friday. And he explained to him the rules of the school. And he said to him, this is an appropriate dress for where we're here. So I'm going to give you the weekend to think about it. And if you would like to dress the way we dress, and you can dress as a, young, as a boy, then that's what we do, and you can come back on Tuesday. And so on Tuesday, this young man came and dressed like a boy, but he was still wearing makeup and lipstick and fingernail polish. I, yeah, something like that. So... One week went by again, and John pulled him aside, and he said, he explained to him that this was inappropriate. So the young man came, and he gave him the same choice. Over the weekend, come back on Tuesday, and if, this is, if you'll stop wearing this, then you're welcome back to the school. So within two weeks, this young man was dressing like a young boy again. So the young boy sought out, as he began to learn about Jesus, he sought out assistance with the, the deliverance team. And a wonder of an amazing team. And he went through deliverance work. And then the young boy accepted Jesus. But it gets better. Because the young man accepted Jesus, he led his parents to Jesus, who are now going to the church. You see, we have a golden opportunity right now to reach the children. John understood that. John is an amazing man. He's a big man. He was a Marine, and he 
has a heart of a teddy bear, but a ferociousness of a lion. And he's got solid foundation in wisdom. And he led this boy in in an affirming way. Not only did he lead him on a path towards Christ, he gave him an example of what a strong man would be. For those that are out here trying to groom kids, the transgenders that take joy in grooming kids, in leading them to these mutilation surgeries and to the permanent transition of their bodies that will destroy them. Here's what I will say to you. I will meet you at the elevator. I will tell you I will love you. And I will kick your butt down to the lake of fire as fast as anybody. You will burn for what you are doing. But we need to understand right now that these children need to be reached. Glad Tidings Church is paving the way in showing us and reminding us of how these children are reached and that we can change them. And in turn, they can change their parents. And now that's a family who walks, though young, walks with Jesus. And their lives have transformed and changed. All because one man, John, realized that this wasn't somebody we reject, but it was somebody that we embrace, bring into our community, work with them, strengthen them, and let Jesus do the deep work within his heart. I'm harsh on the transgender movement. For those, like I said, that groom kids, I'm not worried about you because your legacy will be dead by the time you're 35 and I will not shed a damn tear. But for the youth, I cry. My heart pains because they are victims. And it's painful what happens when they get older to realize what was done to them before they understood who they were. This is the war on the youth. It's one of the greatest wars we face. So in the midst of this collapse of an economy, which they're doing to try to break us all, there is no greater time to stand mightily with God Walk with Jesus, put your feet on the ground of kingdom and reach out to children and youth and tell them, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you on Brighteon TV in 30 minutes, or I'll see you tonight for Bards FM for part two of the Resistance Chicks. (laughs) That'll be a ride. So until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward 
by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 